You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. This bond report brought to you by Kroll Bond Rating Agency, insightful credit analysis that drives the market. To learn more about our European expansion and to access our free ratings and research, visit kbra.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Master. My co-host, Corey Johnson, off today. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the bond world. Kathleen Hayes is Global Economics and Policy Editor at Bloomberg News here in our Bloomberg 1130 studio with the bond report. Well, Carol, you know, a, a bit of a move down in bonds today. We've got the benchmark 10-year down just over a quarter point. The yield's back up to 2.30%. And as you may recall, on Friday, there was a, a rally in the bond market after the CPI number, the year-over-year core CPI, instead of rising, just kind of stayed where it was. And that made people wonder, is inflation really going to rise? Is the Fed really going to move? Well, then Janet Yellen spoke over the weekend. And boy, oh boy, if, if, <laughs> if Janet Yellen hasn't become a hawk, I don't know who has. Because What's happened? Well, I, I think Janet Yellen really thinks it's time to normalize, and yeah. she really thinks they ought to stay on this path. So today, I think of one of our really terrific bond stories for our bond team, talking about how bond traders t- took a conclusion away from the weekend uh, gathering at the IMF, sell America. Sovereign bonds rallying in just about every developed market today, but U.S. Treasuries are a bit on the decline. And in fact, people are buying boons, people are buying apparently everything, because they see that Janet has become more hawkish than Mario mm-hmm. Draghi at the ECB, et cetera. It's still about the Fed this afternoon, though, because we another terrific story on Bloomberg today uh, from our team in Washington that uh, Donald Trump came away from his meeting with John Taylor, the author of The mm-hmm. Taylor Rule, Stanford economist, former Treasury official, and all very impressed. I'm so happy to see people finally focusing on what I know John Taylor to be. He's a man who has a rule, but he's never talked about applying it dogmatically. It's not a mechanistic rule. It's a guide to give you a sense, a, a, a baseline for where the debate should go. At any rate, that caused a little bit more, a further move down a bit in bond yields. This is and according to people in the know. Like, we've got no confirmation, correct, in terms of John Taylor? Um, except that, no, to, they spoke to several people with familiar with the matter. Right. And one of my favorite things was that the, the story says that Trump came out gushing over John Taylor. But he's gushed before and moved on. There, well, there, he's still <laughs> making up his mind. but he's ta- And he's supposed to talk more formally again with Janet Yellen this week. What does it mean, though, it also in this story um, by Bloomberg News has said that uh, former Fed board governor Kevin Warsh, like his star has started to fade. Well, you know, there was there was such a vicious anti-Kevin Warsh contingent out there among mm. economists of all kind. And I must say, Kevin's another one that I know. Yeah. I, I think he has some strong qualifications, uh, certainly to be at the Fed again. I don't know about Fed chair, but he's got expertise in capital markets. He really knows how to play the game in Washington. Uh, he doesn't have a PhD in economics, nor did Paul Volcker. But there are a lot of people who said we was so wrong during the Great Recession and financial crisis. You can never choose him. He's politically connected. That's why he's there. But yeah, and I think also, though, but people also forget, John Taylor is, besides being a monetary economist with this view of rules and how they can be helpful, he has talked about deregulation. He's have a book he wrote a couple of years ago about how to reform America and make it mm-hmm. stronger and more, boost the economy again. He's all about right. the kinds of things that Donald Trump wants to see very broadly. He's a Republican. He's worked under three administrations. He's got all this international experience. So I think it's interesting that finally people are starting to look at the whole of John Taylor and not just one part. Kevin Warsh, John Taylor, Janet Yellen, Gary Cohn, and Jerome Powell all said to be on that shortlist, President Trump's shortlist of candidates to lead the central bank. Let's bring in Yelena Shalatova, senior U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, also
also in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Uh, come on in on the Fed discussion, uh, economic data too, if you'd like. A uh, little bit of data this morning, the Empire Manufacturing. Yeah, but l- let's just keep on talking about the Fed. Uh, I think in, t- um, in the view of Bloomberg Intelligence, uh, we still uh, think that uh, Janet Yellen is probably the most likely uh, next Fed chair. Uh, the reason is simply because we think that uh, President Trump will choose an interest, a low interest rate person. And, you know, continuation of low interest rate policy is what uh, Chair Yellen would bring. If she doesn't like her comments about uh, deregulation, and she felt very adamant about deregulation, and mm-hmm. she uh, made comments at uh, her Jackson Hole speech about that, uh, the second uh, uh, probable candidate is Jay Powell. Uh, he's probably a little bit less adamant about deregulation, but uh, he's also a very low interest rate person. Both uh, John Taylor and Kevin Walsh would be considered a little bit more hawkish and um, raise rates more rapidly. What about, you know, the idea of, of, of Janet Yellen? She's been there already, you know, for X amount of years. And so it's kind of comfortable on the spot. And I don't know, would a new Fed chairman potentially, Ka- Kathleen, have a little bit of trigger finger to kind of want to do something now well, that they're new uh, in the job? Now, remember, I mean, well, very important, Fed chair is one vote. Definitely a Fed right. chair has a lot of influence, but they're one vote. A Fed chair has to convince the entire committee of something. And right now, I think I think there's a very large contingent at the Fed. Uh, look, at Bill Dudley used to be very dovish. He's all for going ahead and raising rates, even though inflation has been falling, right? right, right. Uh, Eric Rosengren became very hawkish. But those that camp is already there. I do think gradualism is, is the key word here. I, I agree that Janet Yellen would, wants to move slowly and carefully. But I will I recall just about a year ago now, I believe it was November of last year, interviewing John Taylor when this whole thing was getting started mm-hmm. and asking him, well, what about, what would the Taylor rule say about where rates should be going? And I thought he'd be like, oh, three or four or five rate hikes next year. No. He said maybe one or two next year, okay? That was in November mm-hmm. of last year. That was not hawkish. And in fact, right. the Fed's on track for raising them three. So I just think that, but I, I agree with you, Yelena, and a lot of people are saying this, that he, Donald Trump may say, look, Respected in the markets, has done a has done a good job of building consensus. Um, mm-hmm. And don't forget the the meeting she had with Ivanka Trump. Mm-hmm. Ivanka right. Trump wanted to talk to her so, about a speech about women. So I definitely wouldn't rule that out. Thirty seconds left here, Yelena. How much? Uh, how quickly will we know, or when will we get that decision from President Trump? Well, it depends on President Trump. We don't know when, but uh, is there a drop? Due date that he's got to do something? Well, uh, her term expires in February, so that's they have all the time, I guess. But but he said they will announce it soon, so they'd better do it soon because then uncertainty will kick in and, you know, it, it's not good for the markets. Right. They kind of want to know what's coming. Um, thank you so much. Yelena Shaletova, senior U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, along with our Kathleen Hayes, global economics and policy editor here at Bloomberg News.